Hey, I think we're live. <laughs> Franklin, you think we're hey. live? <laughs> I will look. Hold on. No, we're, we are live. I can tell. I, I got the thing going. Welcome to the Tesla Talks podcast. Um, I think it's episode nine. I think I put episode nine there. It may or may not be. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks very much for uh, joining us, uh, taking time out of everyone's busy schedules and, you know, the way things are, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I just want to introduce our little, little intimate podcast night it's uh myself and franklin mother frunker uh joining us thanks for joining us buddy uh always glad to be here with uh you know with with everything going on and stuff like that um i guess some people couldn't make it the, the usuals like uh tesla connect paul and uh mark the backseat baller couldn't make it tonight uh so you know what we're just gonna do a little little impromptu podcast we've got some stuff we got to talk about and uh, we'll we'll hammer those out and we'll talk with you, right? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> yes. If you're if you're watching this, and I know it's late, right? As we're filming it, it's uh, Tuesday night around ten thirty at night. So, um, thanks if anyone's joining us live. I appreciate it. If you got any questions, um, leave it in the comments uh, down below and stuff like that. And uh, this genius here on my uh, right is going to help help me out because I'm not good at questions and we'll, we'll do our best to answer them as best as we can. But well, I'll try to answer them all at the end and I will keep track of all the questions that get asked. Yeah. That, the goal. Yes. That, that's it's what I'm paying. That that's what I'm paying them for. Right. So <laughs> um, that check. No. speaking. Yeah. It's in, it's in the mail. You didn't get it. No. <laughs> speaking of questions, folks, if you have any questions throughout the week, if you're watching this or listening to this, uh, that's not live throughout the week, whatever, um, on any uh, streamable, by the way, it's streamed on, um, uh, Apple iTunes and it's also streamed on, I believe it's TuneIn radio. So you can uh, listen to it, uh, in your car, in your Tesla. But what I'm saying is if you want to have any questions answered on our show, uh, send me an email. The email address is Tesla Talks Questions with an S at gmail.com. Just uh, send a question there and uh, we'll do our best. We've got a couple questions from earlier on earlier on in the week that we're gonna get to at the end of the show, but we've got a little bit of news that we're gonna talk to talk about in the meantime. But once again, uh, uh, we have Franklin Mother Frunker on the show tonight. Uh, thanks very much. He's he, as much as he's a busy guy, and trust me, I, I know off the air. He's a busy guy. He's uh, uh, gracing us with his presence. Thanks very much, buddy, once again. Um, before, you know, whenever we have the special guests, like we had Brian on last week and before we had uh, Ryan and, you know, we've had all the, the special guests from week to week and we've always gone through a little, you know, a little impromptu, a little two to five minute, maybe 10 minute uh, background story, I guess, about the, uh, the special guests. And I always have uh, Franklin on, or I always have Mark on, or I always have Paul on, and not that I ignore those guys, but I never get a chance to uh, ask these guys about their their uh, private story and stuff like that, and their social insurance numbers and stuff like that. So, <laughs> we, seeing it's just the two of us tonight, uh, we're going to try to hammer this out and um, try to get to the bottom of where Franklin is actually coming from, and you know, just a little bit about him, uh, how he got into Tesla, and. Uh, how he's uh, doing his uh, YouTube channel and stuff like that. So Franklin, without any further ado, I I've talked too much. I want you to talk a little bit. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, I'll tell you how I got actually into Tesla. 
I'm yeah. not a car person by any means. I know nothing about cars, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a computer science background. And one of my friends told me, he said, hey, you have to go test drive this car. So I went online and I booked an appointment. But I questioned him, well, like, it's a car. I didn't really care. As long as it gets me from point A to point B. I was one of these people that said, like, I'll never spend a large amount of money on a car. It just doesn't make sense. So I made the mistake of going to test drive a Tesla. I went home that same night and put my deposit down because I had to have one. It is a computer on wheels. Uh, it is the most fascinating uh, piece of technology that you can buy today uh, just because it does like updates. And well, if you guys own one, you know what I'm talking about. It's just it's so amusing and so cool. Uh, I find Smart Summon amazing, Autopilot. I will never buy another car that does not have Autopilot. Like, has to have something equivalent. But yeah, purely because of the tech and just how cool the car was uh, from a technological standpoint, there's nothing really comparable uh, out there. Certainly, yeah, absolutely. Now, with that said, uh, talking about autopilot and stuff like that, would you actually, in your next car, whether it's the the Y or the Cybertruck, would you get FSD or are you just happy? I mean, I know we spoke to Brian about that last last week and um, the difference between FSD and just standard, I guess, basic autopilot as, as we know it today. So I think every every order I have so far has FSD. Uh, really? Okay. I'm a true believer in it. Uh, so I know we've seen the first released image of streetlights and uh, stop signs and stuff. And we talked a bit about it last week. Yeah. Uh, just to give you guys an idea. So uh, if you look at Waymo, uh, Waymo just finally went for funding a couple of months ago, about a month ago. And they received like in the billions of dollars. Don't yeah. put me on the exact number. Uh, but the thing that stood out to me was they mentioned that they have 25 million miles of driving data collected, real driving data, wow. which is really fascinating. And it seems like a lot, but it really isn't. If you think like a million Teslas on the road, right? 25 miles each, that's 25 million. So yeah, sure. Good point. When you start comparing like data collection, um, you can see that Tesla's actually going to ramp up pretty quickly as long as they're using the data uh, productively, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you got to imagine that they're going to. So you got to imagine that FSD is going to be uh, farther ahead than anyone else. And you got to imagine that it's going to be coming soon. When I say soon, within like the next two years, three years. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my take on it. I think FSD is going to increase in value and uh, increase in price. And I'm pretty optimistic. So. Okay, you know what? You bring me to, and we're going to get back. We're sort of off on a tangent and talking about yourself. And I, I want to ask you a few, few more questions. But while we're off on this uh, avenue talking about FSD, and you, you touched on a good point that I've had to explain to numerous people before. And I'd like for you to, to explain it to everyone um, about how you said FSD is going to get more expensive down okay. the road. So basically, it's a, it's a piece of software that you're buying. And any software that you buy, uh, the more advanced it gets, the more expensive it becomes. Uh, so it's just a standard practice. Uh, FSD itself is going to be valuable. So if you think it's not just like taxis is a huge one, it's going to like disrupt that whole uh, marketplace, mm-hmm. uh, the whole job industry. But then you have truck drivers, you have all sorts of jobs. So full self-driving as a software is going to be extremely valuable uh, because it's going to make so much money for whoever owns the piece of technology. 
So we're talking like trillions of dollars that can be uh, made with true FSD, right? Exactly. And again, I've seen a lot of comments online about it and uh, people are like, oh, my car can't do this. And they talk about like one particular uh, case, <laughs> yeah. right? But like, <laughs> you're laughing, but it's exponential growth, right? It's not uh, linear. So a lot of us, we, it's really hard to uh, picture, imagine exponential growth because we really deal with linear growth most of the time with everything yeah. we do. Uh, except for the coronavirus, that's exponential growth. So if you can see, uh, you can kind of see what I mean, right? How something starts off small, and then it gets bigger really quickly. I know that's probably a really bad comparison, but no, it's it's a um, a timely comparison, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it's just like data collection and being able to uh, expand things. So I yep. don't know. I'm pretty pretty optimistic. I was gonna say you are pretty optimistic. That's good. Uh, we need optimists like you. Uh, in the world so that that's good now how did you getting back to your little bio thing that we're talking about um, yep. how how did mother frunker come about and the, the channel okay so i was gonna go pick up my car i needed a name for it and i knew it had a frunk so you know play on words i called it mother frunker and i was like this is temporary i'll get around to changing it later yeah that later never happened and i just kind of stuck with it uh, in terms of the channel, um, so I went to a meet. Uh, when was, I got my car May 30th, and then I went to a meet like maybe two months afterwards. And I wasn't sure, like I didn't know anybody in the community. And I just kind of showed up and I was talking to people. And it's pretty amazing to me how many people who just got their car a couple of months before, like I did, and had no idea how to use any of the features on it. You know, <laughs> like I'm there like tinkering around, trying to push the car to the extreme. Yeah. Played around with it. So, uh, Basically, what I want to do is uh, create a YouTube channel directly to help people with a tech aspect of their car and how to get the most out of it uh, in terms of like feature set and stuff like that. Uh, my channel since like expanded and I do I try to do like entertainment videos and like a large range of videos now. But uh, the main purpose, and I still really try to stick true to it, is to help as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, I did notice that there is a huge trend on YouTube that people are only uploading videos for referrals. Uh, so, yeah, that, that sort of slowed down as of late, but yeah, for yeah. a time last year, yeah. When the, all the roadsters were happening, people yeah. were uploading like crazy. Uh, they removed the referral program, and you can see a lot of the people used to upload, their uploads like <laughs> dried up quite a bit. Uh, so I kind of made a point, like, I'd never want to mention my referral in a video besides the referral song I had. That's a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, my referral link is actually at the bottom. Like you have to scroll through it to find it in my uh, description. So it's just something I've done and it's not something I push because I really focus on helping existing owners rather than trying to convert new owners, I guess. Yeah. Is yeah. the, is like the niche or the market that I try targeting. So, no, I, I, I completely agree with you, buddy, uh, regarding the referral thing. I mean, yeah, there was a time and place where referrals and like we talked, like I just mentioned last year and the year before, it was crazy. And the referral program sort of got out of hand. And that's why I tested, uh, took it away and brought it back in a different form. But it was also the fact where, yeah, I I'd mentioned it to to get people into Tesla's and stuff like that. And, and it benefited. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say it didn't benefit uh, the actual um person that had the referral code it, it definitely benefited us in different ways but now it's gotten to the point where it's like okay 
I know I'm not going to get a Roadster. I know I'm not going to get a, a Model Y. I don't even know. It's still the, the jury's still out whether they actually are giving those away monthly and quarterly. <sighs> but whether they are or not, that's a that's a discussion. That's you know that's a topic maybe we'll talk about in the upcoming weeks. Because <laughs> yeah, I'll that one down because yeah, I'm it, to see what more people think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good topic. But but it's just like you know I mean it's one of the things where uh, you have enough. Uh, most of us have enough uh, free kilometers or free supercharging kilometers or miles that it's like, you know what? I would like to see some of the, my other friends that I'm uh, online uh, friends with or um, in in my groups, my Facebook groups and stuff like that. I, I'd like to see their referral because everyone gets a referral code. And, and, and that may be the problem is like the market or not, I guess the market, the, the area with referral codes are so saturated now because so many people have Teslas. Yep. Whether it's threes or S's or X's, and now with the Y's, with the Y, you think of what the referral community will be like now, and all these new people that didn't buy the three, couldn't afford an S or an X, and basically waited for a Y. And if if things work out like experts are saying, the Y will outsell everything. Um, well, it's kind of like what you're yeah. saying, right? I have more kilometers than I need. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many cars I've sold uh, recently? When I say sold, I mean. I'll be by a Tesla showroom. I'll be talking to someone. I tell them, make sure you go online, look up a referral code, use anyone's. Yeah, you got it. You got right. it. And, we have to share it. Right? Because I don't need any more. And like I said, I don't even push them and I get them, right? And I don't have that many. I think I have like six, which is still more than I need because I always charge up at home, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, like I said, I don't know. The whole concept of YouTube to me when I started my channel was very people trying to push referrals and push sales and i found there's like a huge void in just helpful videos i guess and you're you're buddy i'm not just sitting here blowing sunshine up your butt uh because i'm your buddy i i'm truly saying to the people out there uh watching and listening if you don't know franklin's channel uh mother frunker pause this video right now i mean i People are watching the few people that are watching live don't bother but go to, go to a, a different uh, browser tab and, and check out Franklin's channel and, and subscribe to it because if you want information you want to learn how to do stuff and he's very uh, he's very uh, technical I guess is that a fair word to call you very yeah. technical very techie he he tells you how to do things inside and out and that's what that's he's very educational I mean there's people that are entertaining and somewhat educational and then there's people that are just sheerly entertaining and you, you probably don't get any education out of it and, and, and teach their own, whatever, you, whatever you're looking for on YouTube. Whereas Franklin, he's educational and he also brings obviously entertainment too with his. I've, I've been trying. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> are. You are. Oh, it is. It, it's yeah. Well, there's so many different um, with the internet being the way it is. There's so many different uh, people's opinions and um, you know, just, what somebody may think is entertaining, somebody else may not think it is. So, I mean, it's just how it is, right? Yeah, but like, I don't you know. You do an it's, awesome job. It's cool. I've been actually considering, I'll say this, this is the first time you'll probably hear it. I'm considering buying an iPhone uh, just purely to do stuff with it. Hold on. I have to zoom in on you. Say that again? <laughs> <laughs> you already heard me say it once. Yeah. Uh, mainly because, like, I do a lot of stuff with Android. Uh, stuff beyond the, like, normal realm of possibility, I guess. And I feel like you can do more with iPhones. It's just people haven't Tapped used it. it to its full, yeah, yeah. full, yeah. full ability yet. Yeah, no, but, you, 
you're probably, I mean, you know better than I do, but you, you, your, your tasker stuff that you do, uh, how you, you, you basically uh, <laughs> push the envelope. Yeah. I've been meaning to actually do one about how to access the Tesla API. So people actually understand where all their data, data is. Yeah. People got a lot of worry when they use like third party stuff. Uh, oh yeah. So it'd be kind of interesting to show how that all functions and works. So yeah, I, I was one of them. On list. Yeah. 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 And you can't blame people in this day and age. You can't blame them for being a little paranoid, right? Oh no, definitely. All not. the data leaks you hear of every day. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, interesting, but yeah, that's, that's my story. And that's why I started my channel. It's uh, awesome, awesome, buddy. I, I mean, I, I knew it because I know you, but uh, it's good for people that are listening out there that uh, hear you on a weekly basis or, or even watch your and subscribe to your channel and follow you. They may not know that background. So, you know, I'm glad you're able to uh, share that and be open with with uh, people. I mean, Real quick, how about yourself? Oh, no, buddy, you don't. We, we, what is it? We're 17 minutes in. And yeah. Unless you want the show to go an hour and a half. No, you don't want. I, I could talk on forever. No. Could you do it within three minutes? No, mine's boring. You know what? We'll save that for another time. Yeah. I appreciate, right. I appreciate it. it. Yeah, hold me to it. I'll, 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 it's really nothing to it. But yeah, we'll, we'll do that another time. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, the uh, calling me out last minute, uh, spur of the moment. Uh, I really like that. That was fun, buddy. <laughs> Let's get to the news, though. <laughs> All right. So, touchless server. Yes. Um, yeah, touch. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm jumping a gun. If you're okay, watching so this, ignore oh. that last slide I put up. Touchless service. Now, you can talk about this. Yep. I don't mean, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just going to introduce it. Uh, touchless service, what's going on now with everything in the world. Um, it's what's needed to keep uh, uh, companies. Uh, working and functioning and stuff like that and tesla has a very unique way of doing it and you know you gotta you, you gotta keep you gotta get your car serviced i mean one of the one of the things that came down here in ontario uh, we're in canada here for anyone that doesn't know uh we had a basically a lockdown or a shutdown of our province except for things that uh were deemed essential by the by the government and one of the things that were deemed what are you laughing at so ontario's new slogan is we're open for business Yes, yes. Right, true. for those yes. who don't know. And if you look at the necessary, like, what's deemed acceptable, the necessary, yeah. uh, the essential services. Essentials, yeah. Yeah, pretty much we're open for business. Yeah, uh, and, yeah and, and we don't want to get political, but, yeah, I found that a little shocking. And, uh, uh, you know, we got to flatten the curve and everything. And really, almost anything. Uh, my wife told me yesterday that uh, the brick and I don't know if the brick is a Canadian store. It's basically a furniture store. Uh, she told me the brick was open. And I'm thinking. We have a dollar store that's open. Yeah, the dollar store is open. I mean, I don't get it. Anyways, uh, my point is you got to get your car uh, maintenance done on it. Uh, you got to get your car fixed if there's a problem on it. Not that Teslas have a lot of maintenance. But our, our Tesla service centers are open. And um, before it really ramped up, uh, Franklin, you had an opportunity to to check one out and see yeah. what it was all about. So I actually saw the uh, touchless service and also saw the touchless car delivery. So I can talk about both. Cool. So uh, touchless service, I actually went in uh, not for service, well, kind of for service, to get the hardware 3 upgrade. So that's why I was there. It wasn't like something wrong with my car, right? Because as you said, not a lot of service on a Tesla. But uh, anyway, you drive in and you park and there's a guy who already comes up uh like he's pretty far back and he says like hey you know park here and then he goes behind 
a rope and like imagine all the counters in front of you yeah there's a rope in front of it so you can't go anywhere near the counter you're like six feet back wow and there's a table in the middle and you have to walk up to the table and the guy will bring the form uh he'll drop the pen and then he'll back up you move forward uh you give him your information you sign off and then you move back and while this is all happening they have service people who are there washing down your handles, your seats, your steering wheel, everything really into your car. Wow. So they don't go near you at all. They're constantly like going back and forth. There's ropes, there's tables. Uh, the pens are cl- like the pens are cleaned to make sure that you're using a nice fresh pen. Uh, that every single portion of your car is cleaned uh, when you're going for service. And there's like literally no interaction uh, with anybody. There is no, it, it felt very safe. Like it felt like a very clean environment where they took like extreme measures uh, to make sure everything was running smoothly, which is good. Like I felt, I felt good to be there uh, that I was getting my upgrade and I didn't feel like I was compromising my health. You felt safe. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay. Now I guess this is probably all learned uh from from china i guess right i guess when all their stores in china when they were going through it a few months ago they I probably so. adopted a lot of those and brought them over over here yeah but it, it worked out well uh touchless delivery was interesting uh sorry before you get to touch service uh delivery uh yeah. getting back to the service um did you wait for your car or did you get a loaner uh so they gave me a loaner uh okay. which I had to bring back because it needed service because I had a nail in the tire. That's right. Yeah, I remember. So the loaner they gave me was a an S sixty. So this wow. thing didn't have autopilot, no nothing. And for those who don't know, Tesla changed your policy about last year at some point, saying that all cars had to be locked to chill mode because customers were like, I guess, abusing the acceleration. So I brought mine back, and I'm like, hey, it had this nail. So they exchanged it for me. They gave me a new one. So they gave me a P85D that was like fully open. So I got like insane plus on that thing. It was a lot of fun. I had a yeah. lot of fun that day. So Okay. <laughs> do you, the reason I asked is I, I forgot that you actually uh, got a loaner. Uh, do you know like if someone had to stick around what the yeah. waiting room uh, layout would have been? So the day after me, uh, Aaron had to go pick up his. Yeah. Uh, to go do the same thing with his. And uh, they offered him a Uber card. Uh, the waiting room was, uh, from when I'm told, again, not first-hand experience, right? It was very clean. Uh, he said that no one was there. He was literally the only person in the waiting room. So okay. I don't know about sitting arrangements and stuff like that. But yeah. from what I understand, he said it was just like they cleaned it down, right? They made sure everything was like clean and uh, as safe as possible. Wow. Strange world, eh? Strange world we're, we're living in. So moving on to the delivery, you have some experience with that too? Yeah, so I was at the service and then we went to the delivery, uh, which was like a block over, and we saw the touchless deliveries, which is really interesting. So you can't actually go inside the building. Uh, all the cars that are ready to be picked up, they had them all parked outside, uh, like not close to each other, like a gap apart. And then when you'd show up, uh, they'd say, hey, what's your name? They'd leave, like, the paperwork inside the seat. You'd go inside the seat. You'd sign everything. They would never go inside the car 
The windows were all rolled down on all four seats. The paper was sitting inside the car ready to go. So I'm guessing they cleaned it all down, wow. put the paper in there, and then just kind of left the car there. You show up, you get the paperwork. Uh, you sit inside the car, you get the paperwork, you sign it off. Uh, I don't know how they handed it off to the person. I imagine you like put it on the floor or something, and then they come and pick it up. Uh, but I saw the delivery specialist or delivery guys uh, talking to the person, uh, trying to explain to them how to set up the car. And we're not talking like, you know, window person standing by the window. He's like three feet back from the window that's rolled down yeah, talking that's to the person. So it's really good to see. Uh, they weren't allowing anyone into the service center. That was all roped off. It was, uh, they did a really good job. Like, I was really impressed that how well service and deliveries went considering it was completely touchless. Like hmm. I've seen some uh, businesses running operating uh, since we've gone into lockdown and then hold on essential stuff. And yeah. some, you can see that they don't put in the same effort. Uh, I know Tesla's got some slack online through Twitter and I've seen it, uh, you know, the shorts going rampant, but my experience was like fantastic. Uh, maybe it was the location I was at. They took extra care. They really uh, cared. But at least my experience was like a really positive experience. So Okay. And a shout out to that location. Was it Lawrence? Lawrence, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Toronto well, Lawrence. Excellent job. Good job. Good job. And you know what? I mean, not not to make light of the situation that's going on in the world, but I, I was saying to my wife a couple of days ago, uh, you do notice, like, just like you said, the businesses that you have to go into for whatever reason you have to go into lately. Uh, and you can notice the ones that have uh, gone to the trouble and taken the time to keep everyone safe. And I was, I was joking with my wife and, and let, once again, like I said, not to make light of this, but I said to her, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of when this is all over, there's a few things that we've adopted as a society that I wouldn't mind keeping going forward. Well, one of them is the limit the number of people who are allowed into Costco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I went in because the, they were limiting the people in, and I went like where it was like absolutely dead. I was like one of 10 people in all of Costco. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I have to go there probably later this week, and but I've heard from people that have gone there. Yeah, that's why the lineups are outside because inside they only have a few people, and it feels like you got the whole warehouse to yourself. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, yeah. I went the first night. There was a huge line, so I like went home. Because, you know, all that gas I pay with my electric car, right? Yeah. So I went back the next day and I was like, oh, there's no lineup today? Perfect. So I went straight in and there's no line. It was like, I felt like their whole store was open just for me. That's awesome. Eh? Yeah, you it's like private you, shopping. <laughs> yeah. You know those commercials where, like, you have the car driving around a busy street and all the cars in the traffic, like, fade away and it's the only car driving? Yeah. That's how I felt, but shopping at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're like totally off topic. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, getting back to the topic uh, and, and the delivery, that's that's cool how they're doing it. And uh, I mean, they got they're the well as of tonight, uh, they're at the end of the quarter, right? So they've got to push. You know, this like they do every every uh, end of quarter, the, the uh, last quarter push or whatever it's called. And uh, I I just uh, spoke to. Um, uh, uh, my buddy Ryan Sean saw his videos of how he took delivery and stuff like that. And yeah, like, and he was saying in his videos how he got his car, he's in California, he got his car delivered to him. Someone drove out and the car he was trading in, they drove back. 
to, to get home type of thing. Um, and everything, yeah, was completely touchless. They kept their distance, everything. Uh, the paperwork that he had to sign, just like you said, was left in the car and everything. And uh, if I remember correctly, he said that they um, they had a pen to sign, and then they let him just keep the pen. They're like, we don't want the pen back. <laughs> Which, I see that. Yeah, it's like, well, really, at the end of the day, it's a pen. That makes sense now. Because <laughs> on my Model Y, they said that they're just going to like drop them off on my house when they're ready to go. Like that's yeah. that's the last communication I got from Tesla about it. So yeah. who knows? I mean, it's very possible. I'm just gonna like show up home one day. There would be some bunch of Model Ys on my driveway. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a good segue into our next discussion about about the slowdown and well, actually, it's not a slowdown. It's actually a shutdown of the of the production and Fremont factory. So really, okay, basically they're not making anything now, right? Uh, they're just. I don't know what kind of staff they have in there uh, doing just tweaking and retooling and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it's someone brought up a, a point on one of the other podcasts I was listening to that this may be a, an actual, a positive thing um, outside of what's going on in the world for Tesla from a production standpoint. This may become a positive thing in terms of uh, them being able to shut down fix things, uh, improve things, um, whether it, whether it be on the line for the, um, machine that builds the machine or the actual, just a tweak of the redesign of, of, uh, the model three, for example, like the difference between, and we've touched on it last week, the, the few differences between, uh, the, the, uh, model Y and the model three, like, uh, the, the small little, some improvements. I know when they're ramping up the Model 3, they did a shutdown for like, was it like four days or something? Five days? A couple of times. Yeah. Just, just to tweak the production line. Yeah. And that's and they do that at a sacrifice, right? Yeah. Uh, like for a now they yeah. Yeah. Now they don't have a choice. So now it might be like, we don't have a choice, but we can tweak it when it comes back up. Yeah. So uh, they also kind of have an advantage too, right? Because their plan in China is still running as far as I know. Exactly. Yeah. So, and they're and they're increasing every day. They're out. Yeah. So that's like an advantage too, because they can also uh, take data from the plant in China to bring it back to the U.S. and be like, oh, we can make tweaks here and tweaks there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it's 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 a good opportunity from a bad situation that they're able to. So basically, my question to you: Do you think with let's just take um, okay, let's take two two things for example the. Uh, heated radar or the yeah the heated radar that's the difference between on the y than the three and um the heat pump take those two you think that with this shutdown and we don't know how long it's going to be keep in mind you think that that's enough time or or tesla will use this as an advantage to maybe tweak the designs for the three that maybe when they start being start ramping up the three again and it goes uh, back to production that maybe you might start seeing threes Spitting out with heated heated um, radars. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I don't know about the size difference of what's needed, yeah. or the cost difference. But I mean, Tesla's been known to do changes like this. Yeah, right to their vehicles where they like add stuff and improve stuff because you're not buying a 2020 Model Three. You're just buying a Model Three, which is the best possible version at the given time, right? Exactly. Yeah, they don't like traditional car manufacturers. We all know they don't do model years. I mean, on your title or your registration, it'll say 2018 or 2020. But at the end of the day, 
if something needs to be improved and they can improve it down the line between Monday and between Wednesday, you're going to see that change, right? Yeah. Uh, other manufacturers, as we all know, you didn't get this. Well, wait for the 2020s. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're fortunate too, because it's all software, right? Yeah, Which just, again, is I find so fascinating. Like I, I can't, it's find it mind boggling that no other car company uses software the way Tesla does. I know. I know. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what it all boils down to. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's possible that Tesla makes that change for Model 3s. But again, I'm not a hardware expert by any means or manufacturing no, I, expert. I, hey, buddy, no, nor am I. I'm just thinking it's an opportunity while it's down. That, like I said, it's an opportunity to make uh, a few positive things from a bad situation. Because at the end of the day, They've shut down. They've basically killed their last week, if not week and a half, uh, which we all know for Tesla at the end of a quarter, that last week to week and a half is <laughs> is a big, huge push. And it's a big number that, that goes towards their uh, final numbers. So I kind of um, hope Tesla changes that instead of doing oh. big, massive pushes at the end of every quarter. Yeah. To yeah. kind of like keep a consistent push throughout the quarter rather well, than like. Yeah. Well, it would be, and, and I think ideally with China now online and when they get a Gigafactory Berlin online uh, built up and, and going, then they won't have to worry about making, like as they're doing now, making all the cars for overseas in the first half of the quarter and ignoring North America because that's what, basically what they're doing. And then at the tail end of that quarter, then they just concentrate on North America. With, well, they need to put the uh, Cybertruck one in Canada. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, we'd all wish that, but, you know, it ain't going to happen. Uh, we do have some Cybertruck truck, um, uh, news. So if you're a Cybertruck fan and you're listening, stay tuned. Uh, I don't know when it's coming up, but it's coming up. Uh, a little bit of Cybertruck news. And and I know the last few weeks has been a Model Y dominant in, in the news and, and uh, the podcast. But you know what? That's That's what news is. For, for Tesla these days, it is. We can't we can't ignore it, right? And really, what's going on with the Model S that's newsworthy lately? Not much, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I didn't hear about anything. Yeah, so, not me here. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just trying <laughs> no, to say this is the reason why. Uh, if you've been listening the last few weeks, it's uh, very uh, Model Y dominant because that's what it is. Speaking of Model Y. Um, and speaking of the production and everything like that, well, um, go ahead. Real quick, Dax, I yeah. searched up Model S under news. There's mm -hmm. a video that someone put out: a Model S versus a horse. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Okay, have you have you seen that video? No. <laughs> it's like a it's a race, I guess you could say. It's not even a zero to sixty, but it's on grass. Uh, it looks like it's somewhere in Europe, and the horse and the model. As it goes, they both go off when when yeah, someone to, you're, you're watching yeah. it, and then it goes around a barrel or a tree or something like that, and it comes back. Uh, I don't want to give away the ending. You got to go check it out. Just Google it; you'll find it as fast as Franklin found it. There, you'd be able to find it. Okay, so there you go. Model S news. You wanted yeah. it, we got it. That's it. Okay. Mo moving on. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying that's it. That's Model Y. That's Model S news. So we can yeah. move on. And what we're gonna move on to. Um, let me see if I can do this without doing that full screen there. Uh, there. Okay. The Model Y. The uh, I guess this 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 article I, I want to get in the habit, and I know I've been terrible at it the last few podcasts, about crediting uh, these news articles. This one's from Tasmanian. Um, they 
I haven't heard it on any other uh, Tesla news site or EV news site. So they got the exclusive somehow. And you know what? They're, they've got pretty reliable uh, track record because they also had the measurements and the dimensions for the Model Y before it actually came out. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were pretty accurate in their numbers. So this one is about the Model Y trailer mode. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be in a future update. Uh, I know you don't know much about um, trailering and towing and stuff like that, uh, Franklin. So you don't have to uh, put two cents in if, if you don't have any. But basically, in a nutshell, uh, they've got some screenshots of the electric the electrical connection, uh, basically the, the hookup, uh, the electric hookup. And it's going to be a seven pin. Now, anyone that's not familiar with um, towing and stuff, like that, a seven pin is for heavier duty um, uh, trailers or rvs or you don't really find them on boats too much you, the boats are usually a four pin a flat four pin but so for a seven pin you've got uh basically a hot wire that um uh gives power to the trailer or whatever you're 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 pulling and it uh, also helps out with the um electrical brake system that would have to be on most trailers over a certain amount of weight and the towing capacity as we scroll down here more if anyone's watching uh, the video of it. If you scroll down here, uh, they managed to, which I was pretty impressed because I didn't think they were going to come close to this number. They got 3,200 pound towing capacity for the uh, for the Model Y, but it's only in the five or fewer seating capacity. So basically, the seven seater that's not even out yet, it's supposed to be out last or next year, whenever. Um, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to include towing on that, which I guess makes sense. I guess whatever towing configuration or hardware they need for the back of that bumper, uh, they can't get it with the um, seven-seater configuration. Or maybe it's a safety thing. They don't want to put a seven, uh, a third row back there with uh, you towing something behind. I don't know. Uh, but for whatever reason, um, pretty impressed with the towing capacity, 3,200 pounds. I thought uh, seeing what, what was the Model 3? Do you remember what Model 3 was in Europe? I think it was 19, I want to say. Yeah, just more. Yeah, just shy of a ton, like shy of uh, 2,000 pounds. So for this one to be 32, I mean, I'm quite impressed. I, I mean, ideally, I wish it was 5,000 like the X, but I knew realistically that wasn't going to happen. So 3,200 pounds is pretty good. Um, what else? Oh, and like I said, the limitation there is uh, five or few, fewer uh, seats or occupants, and uh, it'll only come in the 20-inch um, uh, tire configuration. So basically, I think if you've got the 21-inch wheels, basically the performance, um, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get the uh, the tow package. So now, we kind of talked about this when we're talking about the Cybertruck. Uh, yeah. Who knows when? We're talking about a trailer mode of some sort where it would uh, integrate with the screen software and uh, kind of work with basically what these leaks are showing. Right? Yeah. And and on the Y, not the Y, sorry, the X. I got Y in the brain. On the X, uh, looking at this, these um, icons here, and it shows you and it denotes what they're uh, when it's active and when it's uh, – not active or when there's an issue or something like that. Um, these are the same things that are on the X. So they've just taken, I guess they've just taken the software from there and, and uh, integrated it, it over. into yeah. the YM. But that's it. I, I mean, I'm, this came out and looking at this article, the date, the March 14th, but uh, nobody was really talking about it. I think um, Ride Lightning, Ryan talked about it 
this week or last week or the week before. But really, other than that, I mean, maybe I just missed it, but I haven't heard many people talking about it. So when I saw this, uh, I was quite pleasantly surprised because some people that have already got the the wise have pulled off that little latch, um, that little not latch, the little flap on the back bumper to see what was behind there, and uh, we're sadly disappointed when they realized there was nothing down back there. Yeah, I, you got to think it might be the first uh, first batch of them. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, oh, and you have a pedestrian sound, right? So you got to think that they're yeah still tweaking and adding and stuff. Um, yeah. Just real quick, Craig Thomas said that it's great news about the toying. Just to be able to tow a utility trailer would be nice. Well, that's that's exactly it, right? And yeah. I know, I know, in Europe they tow a lot of utility trailers. They're not really big into the RVs and big, big hauling stuff. So yeah, that that would be great for for um, uh, European uh, customers. And speaking of Europe, um, a lot of people think, oh, this is just going to be uh, uh, for Europe, just like how the Model Three is, because here in North America, the Model Three still has no official towing capacity. Um, but this is not just for Europe. Um, a little, they haven't come out and said that, but there is a hint in one of these screenshots. Uh, where was it? Um, they right here. They say note in Canada towing limited, uh, limited to eighty nine kilometers or fifty five miles an hour. So whether how true that is, I never never heard of a tow limit uh, in Canada. Um, but they're talking about Canada, so they're basically referencing north america at least canada i mean I, I i can't imagine it would just come to canada and not us that would be that'd be a first yeah it'll be a first and that would be uh i think um people would don pitchforks and stuff like that hold on no 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 we got the winter tire package the, the crappy mud flaps that they gave us oh, yes that, 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 that that's our first this would be our second that's our first <laughs> <laughs> uh hey hey glenn Lens, uh, in the chat there um so yeah so a, a quite refreshing and you know to a lot of people maybe some people that were uh, holding off uh, to find out if this thing actually did tow because we saw you know we saw prototypes going down the road with tow hitches on it and pulling bikes and had bikes and stuff like that on it but we never knew for sure so this and, and you know once again this is not official this is from um i guess some kind of a leaked document from tasmanian uh but like I said at the beginning, their track record uh, is very trustworthy and uh, don't quote us on this or don't quote them on it, but it looks like this is going to be a reality. Uh, when? Who knows? I, I think, think it, one of the better uh, Tesla news reporting sites that kind yeah. of goes under the radar. Yeah. I really yeah. like them. Yeah, they are. They very are good. They very yeah. are good. That does make sense, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah they're very good. <laughs> I, got you. I know you got me. It's late. I get it. Uh, yeah, that's my excuse. It's late. It's late at night. Um, moving on to the next. Let me just pull this up here. Moving on to the next um, Model Y story. And I apologize. It, it seems to be all Model Y stuff, but we've uh, talked about that already. Why Why it is what why it is. Um, why? Why? Yeah, you see what I did there. This story is coming from uh, Electric. Uh, they're talking about uh, Tesla starting preparations for the Model Y, the rear-wheel drive one, um, the deliveries. They, they also talk about how uh, demand has dropped and stuff like that. But what I wanted to touch on in this article just in general is, um, and we've talked about this uh, on the podcast a few weeks ago with, um, I think it was uh, uh, Dirty Tesla, Chris, uh, and we went around the room getting everyone's opinion whether they think the rear-wheel drive 
would ever come to fruition. And it looks like it looks like it is, according to Electric, at least. It looks like uh, some people um, uh, had gotten emails to, and here's a, a screenshot of it, uh, gotten emails from Tesla to prepare their, their orders or get their stuff in order to uh, get delivery of a, a, of a rear-wheel drive. Now, with everything shut down, I don't know if that's what they're going to concentrate on when they do get up and running. Um, like I said, Electric was also touching in this article on the fact that um, uh, there was a drop in demand. And yeah, I mean, that's going to happen with what's going on in the world and uh, the uncertainty and I guess you could say the financial collapse of of um, the stock market and stuff like that. Yeah, I can, see, I can see that there probably was a lot, if not still is, a lot of people backing out of a $50,000 car purchase. Uh, you can't blame them, right? I mean, it's it's a lot of money, and when your uh, livelihood or your job is uh, in question, I mean, people gotta be responsible, fiscally responsible. So whether they they cancel their orders or not, and whether demand is down, um, that we'll have to wait and see. I I, I can imagine it would be. It's re realistic to think it would be, but um, they're at the end of the day, the fact of the matter is right now they're not making any cars anyway. So, uh, yeah, getting, go ahead. So I don't know. I understand like it's possible that, and it's probable that people do cancel their orders because they are probably out of work or whatever it may be. Their financial situation changed drastically yeah. over the last couple of months. So it seems very realistic. Uh, it's also possible that to make the real, real drive version takes less parts and because they're not manufacturing, uh, parts in general, they can use the parts that they have to push out cars easier, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So they kind of cover, they're still making some money with what they built. So it's kind of like optimizing what they built. Exactly, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe the, maybe there are, like, I'm sure demand has dropped to a certain degree, but that'd be for, like, every company, every product worldwide, right? Uh, except for toilet paper. But uh, the... <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, the <laughs> let's take a minute. No, uh, but yeah, no. I think if you if you can sell a car and you're using less parts and you can still sell the car, it makes sense to to make it and sell it, right? So if they can't manufacture parts to make the full all-wheel drive or performance model, but they have enough to build like a bunch of rear-wheel drive. It just kind of makes sense to push this out the door. So yeah. they kind of get money, right, for what they've done. Exactly. And it could be one of those things, too, where they're thinking, okay, well, when the economy is in the toilet, referring back to your toilet paper reference, when, when it's when it's tanking like that, uh, maybe people are uh, backing away on their performance uh, orders or their all-wheel drive, but we all know that the rear-wheel drive is a little bit cheaper than the at least the all-wheel, but maybe that's enough to get people to say, you know what? I'll just um, not go for the all-wheel, or I won't go for the performance, and I'll just get the real drive. So maybe it, it satisfies that part of it, too. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Because, like, you know, if you save, like, 10000 or 15000 or 20000 it's still a lot of money. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, that could be the difference maker between uh, someone getting a Y versus no Y, right? So. Exactly. Well, what is uh, – don't quote me on numbers here, folks, but um, – and you don't need to bother looking it up, frankly, but I'm – thinking that performance is 66 or like mid 60s uh and then this long range rear wheel drive i think is 50 so 
and like I said, I said, I may be wrong, but if even if they're close to those numbers, that's that's like fifteen grand difference. That's that's a good chunk of change. Uh, long range dual motor. I, is I knew you'd look it up. <laughs> Performance is eighty four thousand. Okay, these are Canadian prices, right? Yeah. Yeah. I knew you'd look it up, <laughs> even though I said you don't need to look it up. <laughs> but they're so hold on. This is just rear wheel drive, though, right? This is just rear wheel, yeah. So it's not listed on here. No, no, that's the thing. They, they, that's true. They don't even. I have to go to my purchase order if you really want to know. I think it's no. like sixty-four. No, I, I, I said to you from the very beginning. <laughs> don't have to look up. Please don't go to your purchase order. <laughs> I think it's like sixty-four thousand. So it's like a twenty thousand dollar difference. Yeah. From so this the performance roughly. Yeah. 20, 20 Canadian, which is what five thousand US. <laughs> but my point is, all jokes aside, it's a, it's a considerable uh, chunk of change that may uh, may make someone either back out or say, you know what, I'll just downgrade for now. Yeah, no, definitely uh, until, until uh, things are more sure. It seems like a good theory. I mean, the world's kind of messed in a messed up state, so oh, tell me about it. Knows. Yeah, uh, and. I did promise anyone that's uh, still listening uh, that's interested in Cybertruck news. I do have, it's, <laughs> I sort of, you know what, I oversold this. I, I apologize because now thinking about it, it's not really Cybertruck news. It's just a little bit of statistics and it's more for Canadians. So <laughs> uh, this, this article comes from uh, Drive Tesla Canada, which used to be known, and they just changed their name just recently. It used to be uh, Tesla in Canada, I believe. Yeah, now I forget. It's just happened recently, but I forget already. Anyways, these guys are a great resource for uh, Canadian Tesla content. Um, the Cybertruck. Tesla in Canada. Sorry, I was looking at their Twitter profile today, and I clicked it, and I was viewing their website, so I'm trying to piece it together. Yeah, because I think yeah. their their uh, Twitter handle is still the same, right? Yeah, correct. They do a good job. Oh, yeah, awesome. Uh, I think Darren is the guy that runs the site. Uh, yeah. does an He's awesome out what? As far yep. as I know. Yeah. As far as I know, yeah, I think so. Um, anyways, his article here is about the, uh, the Cybertruck, the reservations. Now, what it is, is what they're saying is Canada is second, to, obviously, to the U.S. Uh, for demand and for orders for the Cybertruck, which is pretty interesting to know. And they, uh, what they do is they had some data from, uh, where is it, uh, this website called CybertruckTalk.com. Um, Go to it if, if you haven't been there. It's a, a good good bit of information. I just checked it out uh, briefly before we came on. And what they did is they, they gathered uh, reservation information from over 1,800 members of their site, and they compiled the data, and they listed into the top 10 countries. And obviously, the U.S. is number one with 76 uh, and a quarter percent uh, of the 1,800 people were from the U.S. And then second was Canada. Now, Mind you, it was considerably less than 76%. It only came in at nearly 10.5%. But still, I mean, from there, it dropped like a stone. And the third place was Australia, which was just over 3%. So, and then it goes into a lot of European countries, uh, which were just over or just under 1%. So, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see that at the end of the day, what I took from that is that um, over 85% of all the orders are in North America, which most people would say, well, duh, no kidding. Of course it would be, but you know, it's still good food for thought. I think uh, the orders will grow exponentially when that car's on the road. Oh, buddy. Yeah. We had uh, 
we're at the supercharger, the V3 supercharger uh, last week. Yep. And a guy in a truck drove by and he's like, uh, electric's not the future. And he kind of drove off. Really? Which is too bad, right? Because, like, he's, but a, he's, he's not wrong. Electric is not the future. Electric he's being is a, now. A gas hole. <laughs> yeah, electric is now. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, he's the kind of person where, uh, you know, he he doesn't believe in electric vehicles, and he sees them as whatever it is. And uh, you know, the Cybertruck's going to come out and <laughs> be like just based off stats and everything you've seen so far, it looks pretty amazing. Yeah. So uh, I foresee it selling to a lot of people, and someone like him, it's probably going to pe- change people's minds and it's yeah. grow in popularity quickly. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's going to change people's minds. Now, someone like him—that's uh, interesting. I never heard that story. And you tell me quite a bit, but I haven't heard that story. But I'm thinking someone like him that would take the time to go out of his way and roll down his window and drive by and shout that out. He's probably, I'm guessing, someone that you can't change his mind. Uh, I think but, he'll be amazed. And yeah. so Bucci and I were talking about this. So you can't really damage a Cybertruck, which is interesting within itself well see that scares me just the fact that we're all saying this that we can't damage like it's, it's almost like a open public dare like i'm i'm when i get my cyber truck i'm gonna worry about that more than i'm worrying about my model three and where i park it now just you know what i mean you're not joining my sledgehammer party hell no <laughs> you're nuts no you know what i mean though like it's 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 almost like it's it's daring everyone it's it's trying to get everyone to do something whether throw something at the glass because you know people are going to be doing that throwing something at the, at the windows or someone trying to kick the panels or, or the doors or the it's gonna happen it's just so let's just assume for a sec that everything's fine and nothing breaks <laughs> okay okay do you know how much fun it'd be to have two of them in a parking lot where some idiots taking up like three spots or whatever and you kind of like box them in and you know how much fun that'll be and then like you see him come back and get frustrated and then you smart summon them away <laughs> yeah you know what I, listen I, I totally get what you mean and and uh these idiots they trigger me at times and then other times i just ignore them I, uh, i'm just saying it, the trolling opportunities with this thing yeah gonna be top top notch yeah on. we got to be careful though because we may end up being the a-holes that we're complaining about now in two years you know what i mean yeah Yeah. the public the public may not tolerate that too much and i know i'm just playing devil's advocate i'm not saying i won't partake but i'm not saying that uh, you heard that here dax is joining my sledgehammer party he said he's going to partake on on your cybertruck sure not on mine (laughs) (laughs) i got i got steel balls for you dax By the way, Glenn in the comments below said his uh, uh, Model Y all-wheel drive uh, was seventy-two thousand three hundred Canadian. Yeah. So. So mine was sixty-five, I believe, for real, real. Okay. But I added four-wheel driving, so it came out to seventy-four, I believe. Okay. Which well, seven that's seven grand difference, right? Like seven yeah. grand just for that that little bit of a jump. Uh, between the two motors is is well, we're, I know we're going back. If you just joined us, we we're talking about the, another topic before we went on the Cybertruck. So, anyways, yeah, the, the Cybertruck. Um, what I is, really want to uh, know about the Cybertruck is what's the Lego demand for the Cybertruck? How does the numbers break down? The what demand? Sorry, 
the Lego Cybertruck demand. Oh. Not the Lego, the Hot Wheels one, sorry. Do you know the special limited edition Hot Wheels? Yeah, yeah you're, worrying, you're wondering about that. You're in, inquiring about that because you want to make sure you get yours, right? Yeah, which okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you, buddy. I, I, I don't blame you for being concerned about that or being curious about that either. Yeah. You think there'll be a delay on that? From with what's going on? Oh, yeah. You know what? I think with what's going on in the world, I think we should expect a delay in everything. I mean, like every, every aspect, delayed, every facet of, of life. Just getting a Tesla delayed is just normal practice, though, right? So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, at least for us Tesla owners or Tesla enthusiasts, we can cope with delays a little, a little uh, better than maybe most of the general public because <laughs> <laughs> just how it is. <laughs> you know, we got to thank Elon Musk. He's been training us. Oh, yeah. All this He's time. Been helping us all this time, yeah. And, and who would have known, right? Yeah, he's been preparing us. <laughs> um, Want to jump to questions now, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the news in brief. And when I say in brief, it really wasn't brief. But if you <laughs> if you know me, you know that that nothing is brief. Uh, okay, I don't know. I've got a couple of questions here. If anyone is listening and you got a question, uh, and you're and the live part of it, just uh, let me know or let Franklin know. And it doesn't jump. have to be tech related either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you just want to know about stuff in life or tell us about stuff, yeah, we can talk about that. But anyways, I've got two, and the screen is so small, I can't see which one I'm bringing up, so uh, I'll just wing it. Okay, it's um, a question from Jeff. He's asking, uh, and he put his last name in there just for, I respect his privacy, so I'm not going to say his last name. I don't even know. It may not even be his last name. But he's wondering, will Battery Investor Day be in April, or it will be postponed uh, and I guess what he's referring to with what's with everything going on. Um, and will they change the format to keep people distant? Well, I want to say, I believe that uh, Elon Musk said that it's going to happen still. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find it. I know he tweeted it out. It's hard, it's hard now. If I had the question before, yes. we found it. Well, yeah. Well, if you want a second to look for that, what when I got this question, I did, believe it or not, <laughs> I actually did some homework and I did some research to try to uh, uh, find. So I did a Google search for, you know, Battery Investor Day Tesla, and I want to see what people have been talking about or what articles or, yeah, like Twitter feeds or uh, scraping Twitter to see what people have talked about in the last week with the whole pandemic going on. And I don't have the website. I wish I did. Um, the only thing I could find, n nothing to confirm that it was or wasn't on anymore. But it, I do remember the uh, the thing from Elon that you're you're referring to, uh, Franklin. But what they what I did stumble on is some guy uh, had a website going. Um, I think it was not a website. Uh, Change.org, I guess, is one of those petition websites where you drum up enough um, interest or or following to do a petition and he was trying to get a petition going uh, to have investor day on April 20th. Now I know that's been talked about on, on Twitter and stuff like that in the past, but this guy went to all the trouble and he's getting a petition going. And, you know, I mean, say what you want to say about petitions. I mean, everyone gets a petition for almost anything these days, but I thought it was pretty cool. He went to a lot of trouble and uh, I forget, like I said, I wish I had the website up. It had quite a bit of a, in my opinion, at least, quite a bit of people that, that signed a petition to have Investor Day on there. And, you know, we all know Elon the way he is. 
he loves his dates and yes, really and, funny and inside humor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see also, it being it's possible. Uh, the last thing we got about Battery Day was on March 18th, uh, which said, Will you stream Battery Day? And he said, Yeah. So, I mean, that was 13 days ago that yeah. it's still being streamed. He didn't say it's going to, you know, it's going to be delayed or anything. And uh, I imagine that they're going to do it. Even if it's just him and like the four, if it runs like the, um, the full autonomy day one. Whereas, like, Elon and, like, three other people specialize in their uh, fields, and you got, like, a really in-depth analysis, it'd be, like, four of them, which is, like, a good, decent-sized number where you can still uh, be, like, socially distant, and uh, they can still operate and run it all online. So, I don't know. Based off Elon's tweet, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I, I think so, too. I mean, if you look back at um, uh, the other one they did, um, you were just re referring to. I mean, other than near the end when t when Elon came on and basically took over the show <laughs> and started doing questions and everything, really all the speakers that came up they had their they had the stage to themselves, so they were I guess isolated or or yeah. And they're all specialized in a certain area, right? Yeah, exactly. You got to imagine they would be running similar. Um, That's probably one of the best. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch the full autonomy. Day, it's fairly lengthy. I think it's like three hours. But that's probably like one of the best conferences I've seen that Tesla's hosted. Yeah, it's so I good. really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think I could, uh, I've heard a lot of other people say it, uh, and I can I can say the same thing. A lot of that stuff went way over my head. <laughs> the, there's a joke there, I know. There's there's a, there's a short joke there. But the nerd of me loved that. Like, I was so immersed. In nerded out, eh? Oh yeah, it was great. But yeah. I, I know how you feel because I was watching the uh, the Neuralink one, and I'm like, "Wow, this is really cool." And I maybe understood like five percent of what they're talking, if that. Yeah. I was being generous to myself, and I still <laughs> found it cool. So yeah. like, man, I really wish I could understand the science stuff a little better. Well, that's how you learn, right? You don't need to have to understand things to find it entertaining. You could just be learning things, learning about things, and find it entertaining. I know at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with learning something new, right? For sure. So we're here for it. But getting back to the um, uh, investor day, this one in April, I mean, don't they do for most of their, or if not all their earning calls, they do it over the phone or online? When yes. they get their questions, so they can have the media have all the questions remotely. So I think, um, yeah, I think the questions will be done remotely. Think about it this way too. So with all these stocks going down, uh, that battery day event's going to like bring the Tesla stock back up pretty high. I'd imagine. Yeah, so kind of a way to rebound the the stock back to the level of where it was before all the shutdowns and stuff. So it's kind of in Tesla's benefit to run it. Yeah, sure. No, that's that's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened last week when, uh, and don't quote me on numbers here, folks, but uh, there was some, at some point within the last two weeks when everything was tanking and I think Tesla dipped below four, 400. And then um, shortly after when they said they were going to get involved with, um, uh, what are they called? ventilators uh, and stuff like that. And I think they got the big shipment from, they went over and got the big shipment from China and brought them over. Uh, the next day their stock 
shot up. Yeah. That that can't be, I don't know, maybe it is. I don't know if it's connected or not. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that's a coincidence and I can't say for sure, but I would, the uneducated part of me, I would think that that's not it. That's not a coincidence. So, yeah. I don't know. Hate him or love him. He almost does so much good, or at least tries to. Yeah. Oh, I think he redeemed himself. But we, I know we touched on it, and I don't want to get into it too deeply uh, this week, but we touched on it last week about uh, whether it was a um, flop or not about his whole decision and the fighting to uh, have the closure. Well, did you hear uh, – who was it? Was it Jam or Ford? They're trying to, like – Profit off their ventilators that they're being forced to make. Oh yeah, I heard. Uh, I sort of a, a quick thing is like they're trying to uh, charge a lot for it. Yeah, like when I say profit, I mean like profit. Where yeah. Tesla's like, hey, we're going to do this out of the well, goodness of our hearts. All right, it's good publicity, but it's crazy how the difference, right? Yeah, like I said, I don't want to get too political here, but uh, I, I get it. Everything costs something, and manufacturing costs. Um, you can do it for free, but if you're doing it on a big scale, no one expects you to do it for free. But at the same time, like, are you really gonna? Because it's a government contract, are you gonna really gonna uh, try to nickel and dime them? Uh, yeah, just yeah, just give it to the government. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, especially considering the government bailed them anyway. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah, we won't go down that path. Okay, and then the the, the next question, which I found very very interesting, we're gonna I'm just gonna bring it up here. Uh, that's not it. Uh, I did that wrong. The next question is from I think the guy's name is I want to say Bill or what's the other one? Bill. Uh, yeah, it's Bill. Now, when I first heard this question, I was like, "What is he talking about?" But I was thinking, thinking, and it actually started to make sense. And I'll tell you where I think he got it from because. There's a relation to this. So anyways, the question here is, will there be an extension cord for the Cybertruck to allow it to charge more easily at, a su at the superchargers while towing? Thanks, Bill. Um, yeah, like I said, on, on on the face of it, when you just hear it, you're like, an extension cord? Like I'm thinking, okay, it's going to have that, you know, that mobile wall connector or mobile connector like all Teslas have, right? Uh, so is that what he's talking about? Like, is he thinking they won't include it because how with the threes and, and the whys now, they're not including the um, 1450 adapter and they're just including just the, the one for the 110. And then I was thinking, and a big credit going out to a right lighting, um, I think it was this week's uh, episode. Um, and I think this is where the question from Bill came along. Uh, somebody had asked a similar question where they were saying, or maybe it wasn't even a question, it was a suggestion where they were saying that with the problem that they're already going to probably face and some some X's are facing already, when you're towing and you're coming into a supercharger, um, you can use those, those drive-in slots, but sometimes they're not even too feasible and usable. So basically, you find, uh, you see a lot of pictures online where uh, a Model X uh, is goes almost in like a jackknife angle and takes up to, to get charged on the left hand side. They'll end up taking up like four or five spots depending on and how long the trailer is. It's not even their fault because no, it's not. It's and yeah, and and a lot of those pictures you see. I mean, I saw one just recently, a couple nights ago. Um, a lot of the times, these these supercharger locations are empty, right? Yeah, it's uh, 
like you're saying, most at least a lot of the superchargers here, they don't have that drive-in slot. No. Uh, so it's really hit and miss in that circumstance. Yeah. So so what uh, this caller or what Ryan was talking about on his podcast um, was somebody thought like the Tesla should develop some kind of extension cord that plugs into the Cybertruck, but also is long enough that you don't have to uh, go like on a, that kind of jackknife angle. You can or back in or go your, beside uh, it. Yeah, or, and or, it, yeah, take off whatever you're towing, right? Well, not even to take it. I guess, I, yeah, I guess you could take it off. But, I mean, if you take it off, then you don't have that problem at the end of the day, right? But just to stay attached or stay hitched to your to your whatever your tow, your your uh, towing vehicle, or not the tow vehicle, which would be the Cybertruck, but whatever you're towing, you stay hitched to it. Uh, because anyone that knows that tows, um, to detach your trailer um, from your tow vehicle can take some time and then to hook it back up. I mean, you're already taking time out to supercharge and all the gas people will say, well, you're, you're, you've, you've lengthened your trip by having to stop to charge up your car. So you, uh, but then that, it, like podcast thing we did, uh, with me, you, Anthony and Mark about the Cybertruck, the lengthy yeah. one, one yeah. did a really good job editing. I think we talked about this uh, in there. Uh, this was like right after the Cybertruck got unveiled. And one of the things that we brought up at the time was wouldn't the extension cord slow down the state of charge? Or like... Well, and this, you know, it's, it's I, I do vaguely remember now that you brought that up, that uh, our discussion on that. Um, and this is one something that Ryan brought up is like, okay, you wouldn't get the V3 char uh, speeds because it's a water cooled cable and everything so you wouldn't be able to get that kind of technology obviously in an extension cord but even if you do get uh regular v2 speeds that's that's pretty good and if you can have an extra 20 feet or 30 feet uh, that that might make a, a big difference i know you brought up something good yeah I, I was watching what glenn was saying the yeah. to redesign supercharge stations yeah, they don't even need to redesign them all. Just like a single stall or two stalls. Yeah, like even one stall is a lot for. Um, but do you, you know, I get it. And but do you think that would be more feasible and more realistic to redesign, uh, like you said, just one or two stalls, or design some kind of cabling extension cabling system um, to to combat that problem with the Cybertruck when you're towing, or we're all like I I think did we not see for sure where the charge port was on the Cybertruck? Mm, it's on the left side, I believe. And like like how all the typical Teslas are, right? Yeah. And it's on the back. Yeah. Could it could it be where maybe they may rethink that and maybe put one on the front, like Rivian? Oh, maybe yeah. Yeah, because then you can just drive in. You just you just drive forward in. Yeah, as long as you're straight with your trailer, your boat, or whatever you're you're towing, as long as you're dead straight, then yeah, then you wouldn't have that issue. Well, I see it like one of two ways. That's that's a good solution actually. So there's, yeah, there's definitely absolutely. a couple of ways to go around this. Put it at the front, which is kind of solves everything. Uh, an extension cord, which would be cool because. They don't even need to include it mandatory. It can be like an extra add-on where they oh, yeah. actually, you know, still profit off of it because not everyone's going to need it, right? Yeah. Oh, trust me, buddy. If they charge a thousand dollars for that, which I mean, if if you if it's a, a good twenty foot cord or something like that, if, 
it, it, it should cost a fair penny. But if they charge $1,000 for that and it's feasible, uh, people that tow that we'll want to use that, you will buy it. We'll yeah. buy it. There'll, there'll be no demand issue there. And then the other thing is, I was thinking is like Glenn's idea is good. Uh, they're going around redoing all the superchargers now to V3s. Or like that's the plan, right? To eventually yeah. convert them all. Yeah. So while they're doing the conversion, that would be like the best time uh, to include this extra specialized uh, Cybertruck charger, right? No, that's true. Never, and I, I, I thought when you first said it, I thought they'd just go strictly for that. But you're right. If they're retrofitting, they're going back and retrofitting all these or new ones that they're making, which we all know are going to be V3s anyways. Um, yeah, V3 for the for for the cable that's obviously uh, water-cooled or liquid-cooled that's attached to the to the uh, charger itself. And then from there, if you can get an extension cord and it's only V2 and it gets thicker, uh, and obviously um, with software, you'd be able to detect what it is, right? And you'd be able to, the, the, the software or the truck would be able to uh, adjust the, the voltage accordingly. Well, their software is incredible in terms of how it detects stuff. Yeah. Uh, does the Semi use the same superchargers? Uh, they have mega chargers, is what they're talking about from Semi. Yeah, and and they've talked about that, but we haven't seen anything about that yet. Um, what Ryan was also saying in his podcast is, you know, I haven't seen it, but I remember hearing somebody somebody talk about it. Uh, it's a special um, charging cable that they use for the Semi, where it branches off, I believe. I think is how someone described it. So, if they're using that at a supercharger for the for the uh, the semi truck. Why couldn't they do something, you know, specialized for the for the cyber truck? Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna if they if they want to tout this as a towing vehicle that you can go on road trips with, they're gonna have to come up with some solution for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, leave it up to Tesla. Uh, rest assured, they probably will. I mean, uh, I think they already I, have the solution. We just kind of have to wait and see what they exactly. Do. Yeah, I I think there's like like somebody. Somebody in the industry hinted to it within the last couple of weeks. I remember reading something somewhere saying that there's so many things that Cybertruck's going to do that people don't know about that it's going to blow our mind. I don't, I don't copy. They didn't use the words blow your mind, but I'm just ad-libbing that part. But basically what we saw on stage, and we talked about this already, uh, to what it actually will be, will be not that it'll be completely different. I'm not talking design-wise. I'm just talking functionality and features. I think we haven't we haven't scratched the surface of what the thing's going to be able to do. Like, in theory, couldn't you just like, if your tire pressure is low, you use the air compressor built in to like pump up your own tires? Yeah. yeah. Like, I know it sounds dumb, but like just small stuff like that, just so fascinating, right? Yeah, no, there's there's already trucks out there that do that that have the air suspension and the little, um, not a little. It's, sometimes it's a big tank and the compressor, and yeah, you okay. can just you can just. But I feel like we're going to get a lot of those small little things on this uh, where it wouldn't be possible otherwise. Yeah. Speaking of little features, uh, we're going to end off the podcast soon. I know we're we're at the 115 mark, and I don't want to go much longer in the next five minutes uh, unless you have something else to say, Franklin. There was this feature I've seen. I've seen in two commercials for um, GMC for their Sierra. I guess it's their new Sierra where they're showing all these different features on it, and one of them, they show you – it's just like a quick two-second clip of it uh, within the, I think, this 
commercial itself is 15 or 30 seconds where they're showing you a backup camera screen and you can see what you're towing behind you and and in in the one i saw it was a travel trailer it was a rv and you basically you see the the hitch and the receiver and the the trailer is hooked up to the to the truck and you see just like a, a blank wall because really at the end of the day if you put a backup camera that's what you're going to see you're going to just see a blank wall behind you you're not going to be able to see behind you really behind the actual trailer but then i guess they they flip to another scene where i guess you press a button and that that wall of the trailer goes invisible and when i say invisible basically transparent and you're now able to see what's behind the trailer it yeah, looks cool it looks totally cool it reminded me of uh something out of like terminator or something just like uh how how it just it sort of dissolved the trailer and you can see what was behind it obviously they're using i think we talked about this on one of our podcasts or maybe just our, our conversation they're obviously using some kind of um uh wireless camera obviously on the back of the trailer yeah and it's incorporated it's getting the signals being sent back to the car and it's in within the software it's rendering it or uh lining it up and stuff like that with the with the curbs and stuff like that that when it shows it it looks seamless that's it looks really, really cool, cool. That's, and it's, that's one of the things it's tech like that that's so like yeah so small but makes a world of difference right tesla's got to do something like that that would be just that would that would be awesome yeah, and even if they don't release with it, that's the cool part. They have the capability. Oh, yeah. Later. yeah, it's it's a little little hardware piece that you just your camera, you you hardwire it, or even if it's battery operated, you mount it to the back of the trailer. Because like I said, they do have them aftermarket companies, third party companies have them right now for trailers where they have a little suction mount and a little screen that's outside of that's beside not beside it's not outside it's not beside it's not part of the car is what i'm saying it's not integrated integrated part of the car that just goes on the windshield with a suction cup uh and you can see what's behind the trailer but nothing seamless as as yeah, I think what i saw at gmc of, like those are the kind of things we're gonna have uh like tesla's probably gonna make these type of accessories that work with the software built in it's all be integrated yeah, yeah, integrated. Yeah, and it'd be a really it. seamless experience. And uh, Tesla's very like interested in vertical alignment, but like they want to control every aspect of the process. Yep. Uh, so I mean, it works out fairly well for the most part. There's yeah. some things they can do better, but uh, for the most part, they do a good job. So exactly, exactly. Well, that uh, basically wraps it up. Uh, in, so, in can we address Joe's question, Joe from Canada? Joe, you wanna? Okay. Yeah. So Joe asked some really technical questions. Um, to make a long story short, I'm not going to read out the questions. Thanks so, for the question, Joe. Joe, we appreciate the questions. Uh, you even mentioned on Twitter when I talked to you about it. You said that the only way your questions can be answered is by tearing down the car. So <laughs> please tear down your car. Uh, my Elon Musk is disappearing here in the background. Please tear down your car and <laughs> let us know. Um, uh, Franklin. I think he wanted you to tear down your car. <laughs> but anyway, just wanted to address it because if you guys ask a question, we will get to it. It's just yeah. some questions are much harder to answer. 
Exactly. We, we do our best. And yeah, uh, as an in-depth technical question like Joe that had there, uh, we may not be able to get to it. <laughs> but for yeah, the most part. Software related, more technical software related, and I'm all over it. Yeah. Technical hardware, I don't know. Yeah. Are you still planning a Western Canada trip this summer? Uh, my trip originally was to go out to the factory tour. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening. Everything's on hold. Man, everything, life, life for most people are is on hold right now. So yeah, I don't like. I don't even know if we'll be going across, like allowed across the border and stuff. No, who knows? I don't know what the state of. So honestly, like my plan was yes, obviously. Um, I just don't know. We'll see. Like I, I still want to head out Western Canada to uh, meet you and some others and. Uh, but I, I'm not sure, to be honest, Clint. So, yeah. Well, on that sobering note, um, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's your, buddy. It's not your fault. What do you need to apologize for? It's it's um, it's life, right? It's what we all are going through, and that's the beauty. Not the beauty. I guess beauty is a bad word for it. But that is the thing that's the common denominator. Uh, no matter how much money you have, and I know I, I touched on this last week. No matter how much money you have or how poor you are, we're all We're all in this together, and we're all experiencing it together. Yeah, I guess if you have money, it's a little more comfortable, but that doesn't make you invincible. Yeah, it's it is what it is, and uh, I really enjoy doing these podcasts because uh, it's kind of like a really good. Uh, mental break. Yeah, I know we kind of like bring it up, and there's jokes about toilet paper and stuff like that, but it, it's good because it's like a mental break, and it really gets you away from uh, what's going on. Yeah, what's going yeah. on? That's yeah, okay. And you need that. Yeah, I think yeah, we need the escape because really, you can turn on any kind of media, TV or or, or internet, and you're inundated. Like there's no shortage of COVID news right i mean you can find it anywhere uh and i know we talked about it and we talked about uh articles or or uh topics related to it and um uh, it's just because it's related to it right it's it's current stuff i don't want to talk about There's stuff that happens really here. interesting news things that go uncovered like kind of covered because the whole COVID thing is taking priority yeah um and there's some like some really interesting stuff uh, that's happening so yeah uh, well hopefully I mean, I don't know, uh, but I'm just being optimistic. Hopefully, we're not in this for too much longer. Um, it won't be Easter. Get that out of your mind right now, and I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, we 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 are doing this as as a a way of escaping, I guess. Uh, temporarily. Yeah. Temporarily, yeah. Even if it's for an hour, hour and twenty minutes, we can do it, right? So, with that said, I I, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Whether you've tuned in live here or you watch this on a rebroadcast or um, on the audio part of it, I appreciate everyone tuning in and uh, everyone's support. Uh, we'll try to keep doing this every week. And uh, most importantly, I, I appreciate our guests like Franklin that took the time out of his night to come on and uh, all the other guys from week to week. And next week we'll have uh, different people and same people and new people. Like You never know. So thanks again, Franklin, for coming on. I, know, uh, I, I thank you every week. Um, but I can never thank you enough. You want to uh, give your um, website a plug or your um, YouTube channel? Yeah, sure. My uh, YouTube channel is Mother Frunker on Twitter and Frunker. Um, actually, in the process of starting a new YouTube channel, 
uh-huh. called MF Tep Tech Talks. No ripoff of your channel at all. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know how often I'll upload to it. Uh, tomorrow will be my first video, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Oh, stay tuned for that, folks. Yeah. And wait a minute. Now, it has no coincidence or no correlation of it being April 1st? Uh, that's what the whole first video is all about. Oh, okay, cool, cool. See, I yeah. didn't, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't even know that. That's pretty cool. All, all based off uh, tech and April Fools. Oh, cool. A lot of companies canceled their April Fools. Yeah, I can, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, which I understand why they did it, but yeah. again, it would have been kind of cool to just keep people's mind off of stuff, and uh, I don't know. You know what? When this is all over with, they can keep their campaign or their videos or whatever they were going to do. And um, just like everything else in life, uh, it can be postponed. And we can yeah. do it another time. We don't have to cancel it all together. We can do it another time. Well, we're going to have a new April Fool's Day. You heard that here first on the on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, no, that's uh, – uh, speaking – I know I said tell us about your website and what I meant was – the YouTube channel, but oh. you do actually do have a website. The, do, the yeah, yeah I, and it's a web app for your car. Motherfunker.ca slash. How, how's that going? Uh, traffic's on it's still like ridiculously high. Yeah, uh, the last software update that Tesla did broke my app a little bit. Okay, um, I have not been able to fix it. I do not know how. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Tesla did to mess up my app, so I've been trying to figure it out. Uh, okay. like quite a bit. Um, I'm kind of at the point where I kind of want to recode the whole entire thing from scratch. Oh, damn. Because originally when I started, I didn't plan to make it what it is. Uh, so just kind of quick sneak peek. My plan is to make it into an actual store where people can, when I say store, I mean like free apps, obviously. Yeah, yeah I know you. You'll never charge. No, where developers can actually create their own apps and include them into my app. So it's like oh. developer friendly. Is what the plan is. So oh, like an open source type of thing. Yeah. So pretty much cool. like any developer out there could make uh, an app, and I'll be using your app tomorrow on my drive to Vancouver. Oh, cool. Thanks, bud. So cool. yeah, pretty much like anyone can use the app to submit uh, their own little applications and stuff. Uh, that's where I'm headed with it. Uh, so there hasn't been many updates on it because I'm kind of uh, reworking on this whole new platform. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, what app we're talking about. Um, what, what's how, how can people find it in in the car? Just motherfrunker.ca slash app. Just Google that and you'll find it. Or that, yeah. that's that's the direct URL, I guess, right? Yeah, if yeah. you Google it, it comes up too. So much, so so many, so many useful resources on that. I mean, from simple things that I use almost on a daily basis. A simple thing like the, a calculator. I pull that up all the time and use it. Right, and it's, to 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 little simple pastime to pass a couple minutes here or there, little uh, web app, web based games. So, and there's no data that I store. Like I store literally nothing. Uh, it's all stored on your car. So that's good to know too for anyone that may be wondering or yeah. concerned. I have yeah. like zero data. The only data I collect is Google Analytics, just to see how many people are using it, when they're using it, what pages and stuff. So I kind of have an idea what to uh, update first. Yeah. yeah. When things break, but yeah. I can tell you folks, rest assured, 
Franklin is a stand-up guy. He, there's no nefarious bone in his body. There's no reason or need, need for him to collect your data if you're paranoid about that. And, and rightfully so. I can understand if you're paranoid. But I can, I can, you know, you don't have to believe me either, but I can tell you I'll, that he's not doing this for any bad reason. I'll talk about it openly now because uh, it's been long enough. Um, I actually got a job offer from Tesla because of the app. What? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, so they reached out to me. Um, oh, a engineer at Tesla who is fairly high up because I was reading his uh, resume before I contacted him. Uh, his resume is like ridiculous. So I was like, "Man, this guy's contacting me." So uh, anyway, yeah, uh, went back and forth, and uh, it didn't materialize the job offer I got, but I did get one. Um, awesome. So it's kind of interesting that they actually reach out to yeah. people. Recruiting you, yeah, yeah. So you heard here, folk. You heard it here, folk. First, folks. <laughs> That's so, awesome news. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's just something that happened like five months ago, six months ago, and yeah. I kind of like kept to myself because I wasn't sure uh, what was going to happen. That's why they killed your web app. I know they said join us, or we're going to kill it. <laughs> it didn't actually go down that way. <laughs> um, is that blackmail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, I thought that was just like a little fun. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with the entire world. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, just it just didn't work right uh, yeah. logistically and everything else. So yeah. Anyway, well, once again, folks, uh, as um, Franklin tells us his darkest and deepest secrets, um, I think I might need to take control of the show here and end it off here before he tells us something that. Maybe the RCMP might have to listen to. <laughs> I'm just, I'm nah, kidding. I've already spoken to them, Dax. We're good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm kidding. Thanks for watching. We will catch you here next week. Um, possibly the same time. Same, maybe, maybe earlier. You know, there's no exact time or date for this, but I try to do it weekly. Thanks for watching. We'll see you later. Take, Take care. care.